Ladies and gentlemen of Lafayette. The Hammered Down Show with Jared Jesolitis is Lafayette's number one sports show. Yes, I'm excited! He totally went to Jared. The voice of Lafayette Sports. The cream of the crop! Nobody does it better. Send us your thoughts on the text line at 765-447-4080. Now go to that voodoo that you do so well! Four zero eight zero. Got a good show today. Coach Brian Nay of the Central Catholic Knights on with us here. They're taking on Seeger on Friday over there at La Rocca Field on the south side. And uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about his squad. Lost 13 seniors last year. Whew. Uh, that's some of those guys tough to replace. But uh, he's got a uh, he, he's got a great quarterback. Bobby Metzger is a guy that you got a little taste of last year. And. I think it's going to be very exciting. So uh, we'll talk with him. We'll see where uh, this staff is at, where this team is at, as uh, they prepare. And that is a heck of a front-end schedule that they have at Central Catholic. What, Seager, was Seager a seven-win team, I think, last year? I mean, they beat them. But yeah, Seager won seven games last year. Uh, then you're going to turn around and take on Garen, Hamilton Heights, West Lafayette, and Tipton. That's the front half. That's the halfway point right there. That's tough. Man, who's your conference can really. So we're going to check in with him. He's coming up here in about uh, 10, 12 minutes. Right now, we'll start, uh, much like we always do, with the need-to-know news. Here's your need-to-know news. I'm not going to lie. It's a surprisingly light day when it comes to local sports. I did see where uh, Nick Dentino, Purdue golfer, is uh, competing in the U.S. Amateur Today, so best of luck to him. I don't know if there was a rain out or not a rain out, but at least a delay or something. I had seen where he was listed for like a 12:30 tea time, but hadn't gone off yet. Uh, pushed it to 2:30. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. He's going to take on some jabroni from Florida State. Best of luck to him. But yeah, golfers, man, they don't stop. So best of luck to Nick, uh, because yesterday, what, he got himself into match play. Shooting a 70 out in Denver. Cherry Hills Country Club is where he's at. So best of luck. We'll keep an eye on it. If uh, we get some updates here on the first couple of holes, I'll let you know. Uh, last night, White Sox and Cubs did battle the Sox. 
strike back after getting swept a guaranteed low right field a couple of weeks ago. 5-3 the final. Luis Robert Jr. smashed a seventh-inning homer. That was the game winner. Had a little talking to do after that as well. Bad flip. Ben Intendi had an RBI double in the ninth to add some insurance. Neither starting pitcher takes a decision. Toussaint gets uh, four innings, three hits, three earned runs off of two dingers. Four strikeouts for him. A season-high five walks, though. Kyle Hendricks, the professor, also gave up three runs, but he went for six innings, gave up seven hits, four strikeouts, two walks. Cubs have now lost each of the professor's last four starts, and he has only collected one home win this season. That was back on June 16th. Top of the order, very good again for the White Sox. Four of the five RBIs come from the top three in the lineup. The top five batters won a combined eight for 18. That's 444 for you doing the math. Elvis Andrus has been good since he's been moved up that leadoff spot. Uh, two for four night, two RBIs for him. He's batting 341 for the month of August. Over his last 10 games, hitting 375 with 13 RBIs. As for the Cubs, Nico Horner continues to have a pretty amazing month. I don't think you realize, I barely realize this. Two for three last night to extend a hitting game streak to seven. Just the 234 hitter in July. He's hitting 327 right now this month. And he's taken his average into the top 30 in Major League Baseball. Of the 12 games that he's played in August, he has multiple hit games of five. So it's almost half the games he's played in August have been multi-hit games for him. Ian Happ, say Suzuki, they both went yard. That Happ's was pretty good, too. Cody Bellinger, he went hitless again. It's the first time he's gone hitless in back-to-back games since June 20th and 21st in Pittsburgh. He has only gone hitless one other time this season in three consecutive games. That would be the first three games of the year. As for tonight, Cubs have been hopeful that Marcus Stroman would be good to go tonight and get the start after a bullpen session over the weekend, but he is a no-go, according to David Ross. Had some discomfort throwing in the ribs, so the Cubs will most likely look to Javier Assad, who was pretty good last uh, Friday out in Toronto, seven innings, um, and only gave up, a, what, one run? So uh, he'll take to the mound tonight against Mike Clevenger. Clevenger also... Been quietly good over his last several starts. He's coming off a six-inning, one-run performance against the Yankees. He has two shutouts and a three-run game to go uh, with that one-run game in the last four starts. So he has been better. And there you go. That's that's what we got for Need to Know News. I don't really have anything earth-shattering on the uh, Purdue sports front today. At least not much that I saw. You know, I dig and dig and dig for some of this stuff. But Dentino, again, in the match play, the U.S. Amateur is good. Um, I know we just we talked yesterday, and I highlighted all three of these young women. But um, in soccer, the Big Ten does players to watch preseason list. So uh, Emily Matthews, Gracie Dunaway, and Kayla Budish uh, all... On that list, three women that we highlighted yesterday with uh, Coach Goff. And Purdue welcomed a new associate head coach, Tony Miller, to their uh, track and field team. So there you go. That's what we got today. Like I said, it's a little, 
It's it's not the most earth-shattering news that we got out there today. It's kind of surprisingly slow for a Wednesday. Usually I expect like Thursdays to be like this. Not a Wednesday. All right, uh, as for today, well, what are you? You're, you're looking, as always, you're looking for some leads here on that betting card for tonight. We're looking for some trends. We're looking for some picks. Guys we like tonight. Uh, Hits, runs, RBIs. You can find those on DraftKings. Marcus Simeon, five straight, 13 of his last 15. He's covered. He's hitting 353 against Reed Detmers. 280 against lefties so far this season. 19 plate appearances. 353. Yeah, Marcus Simeon looks good tonight. Nolan Arenado's gotten a little bit better as of late. He's hit this mark in six of his last seven games. Ten of his last 12, he's hitting 292 versus right-handed pitching. Blackburn allowing 295 to right-handed batters this season. As for your pitchers, um, uh, we already missed out on Kent Ameda because uh, he's playing the, the afternoon against Detroit. But really, both pitchers in uh, Philadelphia and Toronto tonight are appeasing here. Aaron Nola, over five and a half strikeouts, hit that line in seven straight games, 10 of his last 12, 12 of his last 15. Toronto is 12th in the last month in right-handed pitching K rate. Kevin Gosman's going to get to go for Toronto. His mark is at six and a half. I did scoop that up earlier today at five and a half. Um, not at the best odds, but boy, five and a half to, to put those two together was pretty nice. Philadelphia, third worst right-handed pitching K rate over the last week. They're 10th in the last month. Gosman hits this line about 65% of his start, 73% of the time when he's at home. So the five and a half felt really, really good there. Really good. I like Nola a little bit more, but Gosman, I mean, that's not bad for a little same-game parlay. I feel like I like both of those guys for you today. Uh, as for guys that are doing some uh, some hitting for you today, we like Dodgers today. Mookie Betts, very good against Wade Miley, 474 career. He's hitting 367 in August, Mookie is. Has a hit in 18 of the last 19 games. Freddie Freeman, 384 lifetime versus Wade Miley. Hitting 423 in August. As a hit in 18 of his last 22 games, hitting 345 against lefties. So, yeah, I think we like some Dodgers tonight. Those are the plays there. I don't know if I have anything else. I looked. I've been having some success with the no run first innings. Um, like Lazardo's up tonight, I believe for Miami, and he's usually pretty solid. He's eighteen and one no run first inning, but he's never done it against Houston. He's five and zero oh at home. But ah, that wasn't one that like I I. Didn't get super geeked about that. 
Verlander's up too, and I, I never know what version of that guy I'm getting. And he's been a little, he hasn't been as good in Houston as he has been uh, with, uh, with, with the Mets. I say he's getting lit up, but eh. anyway, if you're looking for a no run, that's probably the game to target. Those are my thoughts right there. All right. Best of luck to you. Hope you make some money. Where are you going? You stay right there. We got more coming up for you here. Brian Nay, coach of the Central Catholic Knights, is going to join us next. We'll talk some high school football with him here on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer. Welcome back. It is the Hammer Down Show. It's on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. We're going to go over to our Hammerhead Hotline. Everybody's very excited for high school football. Week one starts this Friday. These guys right here will be hosting Seeger. Uh, no, not Bob Seeger. The, uh, there's a high school as the football team. Uh, that's Seeger. Uh, it'll be uh, the Central Catholic Knights. Coach Brian Nade joins us. Hey, Coach, how are you? I'm doing well. Yep. Uh, Seeger Patriots coming to town. Uh, they're big, they're physical, very well coached. We have a lot of respect and uh, a lot of respect for Coach Reagan and what he does over there. Uh, looking forward to Friday night. Let me tell you, I can just take that little clip right there and uh, basically run that through your entire first half of your schedule. At Garen next week, at Hamilton Heights, West Lafayette, Tipton. Uh, no favors done for you guys in the schedule to figure things out early. Uh, you got to hit the ground running. Yeah, man, um, we better be where our feet are, be locked in and, and be present in the moment um, because those those games will come at you fast. And, yes, we do. Uh, we, we start our season off uh, every year um, very, very front-loaded. And that's, that's just – and that, that is no uh, – I'm not throwing shade at the, at the last part of our schedule because the Hoosier Conference is the Hoosier Conference. And uh, in 2019, I know it was easier to win a state title than a Hoosier Conference title. Um but yeah, it's 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 pretty it's tough out the gate, and it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, you know, throwing shade at Rensselaer Central, Benton Central, you know, uh, it continues to be a program getting better and better under uh, Andy Stanifer, and that'll be uh, interesting for uh, year three. And then uh, I heard I heard something about Twin Lakes maybe getting some kind of new coach. I don't think it has any kind of bearing on anything, or it's not a storyline or anything like that. So uh, you know, yeah, he's, he's only a Hall of Famer, not a big deal, right? <laughs> Uh, I've never heard of this guy before, Kevin O'Shea. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 it doesn't ring a bell or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, that's a heck of a schedule. I mean, it's a great conference schedule yeah. for you guys. And, uh, Coach, you know, Coach O'Shea has more rings than things, man. So, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's one of the best to ever do it. I, that's a schedule, but, you know, the old adage is what, iron sharpens iron. Uh, you don't get yeah. any better playing uh, teams that, uh, you know, only win one or two games uh, a, a year. Uh, you need a, a, a schedule like this to make your guys better, don't you? Yeah, 100%. We, uh, we fully embrace it, and, and we, we know that, uh, I've said it before, they only hang, uh, they only hang State Banners and McHale. So that's, that, that's, that's the goal every year is to uh, put a team, you know, have a team uh, in late October that's ready, to make a, that's ready to make a run, and you better have, you know, you better have some uh, – you, you better have some quality opponents on the schedule if, if you if you truly if you truly feel like uh, you want to be prepared for uh, 
late October and, and, and play football into November. And they just, I know they just hung the baseball one in there, and I know you got some two-way, you know, some guys that, uh, on that squad that play football, but how great is that, I think, uh, right before you get ready to kick off week one here, to see that banner go up there, to give them that feeling like, look, this is what it's like. If you want to climb the mountain, this is what it's like right here. This is the end result. Uh, I think that's great motivation day one of the school year. Yeah, I mean, our, our culture, our, our culture, our athletic program, you know, that, that is the standard. And, you know, we, we tell the kids, we told the kids this week, man, pressure does two things. You know, uh, it can bust pipes or it can create diamonds. So it, it's going to do one of two things for us. But, uh, you know, the pressure is on. It's always on. And, you know, as long as our staff is around LCC, we hope that's always the case. That's a very uh, – you like a Coach Tomlinism right there. I love that he's got one that's a uh, – but the pressure is always relevant whether you're feeling it or applying it. And uh, I always like that one right there. That's a good coachism. Uh, I like to see that you're working the same uh, angle there. We're talking with Coach Brian Nay here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. They're going to take on uh, the Knights who host Seeger on Friday, 7 p.m., at LaRock Field. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, squad. I know you got a lot of two-way guys here. I, I want to start on the offense, you know, mainly because I, I love your quarterback. I, I think he is going to be one of the most dynamic players here uh, in the area this season. Got some good uh, reps in last year when filling in for Benji. Uh, but talk about your uh, junior quarterback here and what you expect out of him this season. Yeah, I mean, ever since, uh, you know, coming out of his freshman year, he uh, – no, I don't know anybody who puts in more time in the off season than, than this guy. Uh, he's 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 rolling down to Indy once or twice a week. He's working with uh, Coach Anthony Morelli at, at X Factor uh, QBs, and and I have a lot of respect for uh, Coach Morelli. I think he's the best quarterback trainer uh, in the country, definitely in the Midwest. Um, his client list is the who's who of of up and coming quarterbacks and 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 the the the, the kids that he works with and attracts uh, and. Um, the guy, the, the guy develops quarterbacks at a very high level, and 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 Bobby, you know, Bobby has is, is all in on 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 the the the, the quarterback side of of, be, of being developed and understands, you know, a lot of that is going to happen for him in the off season. You know, make he's going to make himself a better, you know, individual player in the off season, and, and now it's time to come together as a team, and and everything's, you know, everything certainly, you know, is focused around, you know, schematics and. And, and making sure he's on point and, and he's like an offensive coordinator on the field. He's got a lot of say in what we do out there. Um, you know, if you ever watch this, if you watch this play, you're going to see him communicating, uh, you know, up and down, up and down the line of scrimmage with the linemen, but as well as, uh, you know, on the hashes and, and on the numbers with our receivers as well. Uh, but uh, we feel like he's got a very good grasp of, of what we're trying to do. And uh, there isn't anybody on that offense that has more pressure than Bobby Metzger, and, and uh, you know I think he's I think he's built for it. Uh, Coach, uh, we were also talking a little bit earlier too. You feel like you've got a record number of two-way players, I think, for for your program here. A, a lot of your uh, guys out there uh, going to be doing this uh, double dip here. Is that out of a necessity? Is that like a numbers game, or is that simply like? Listen, these are our best athletes, and we got to find ways to get them out there on the field and, and make plays for us. Yeah, it's one of those years when you when you graduate thirteen seniors, and all thirteen were heavy major contributors. Uh, you're going to go into the off season filling some, you know, filling some voids uh, positionally. We it's just one of those years where we feel like we've got a lot of guys who are very talented on both sides of the ball, um, and 
you know, we will play a lot of guys, but it's going to be a lot of the same guys offensively and defensively. Um, you know, there's, there's not going to be many guys that, that are going to not come off the field, but there's going to be guys, whether they're getting full-time defense and halftime offense or full-time offense and halftime defense, um, you know, the way that we're having to rotate our guys through uh, in order to put the best 11 on the field at all times. Um, it's just it's just one of those years, and, you know, you're going to see – you know, our defense, our defensively last year we were led by underclassmen, and you're going to see a lot of those underclassmen. You're going to see the Nick Pages, the Bryn Robbins, the Albert Schwartzes, uh, the Alex Hardebecks, the Jackson Canes, Hudson Gutwines. You're going to see those guys on both sides of the ball. Um, like I said, you're not going to see a guy who never comes off the field, but you're going to see a heavy dose um, of, of, of the guys that, you know, are, are the guys that are, you know, attempting to fill in the void left by, uh, you know, last last year's graduating class. And you brought up one of those guys that are very important because you didn't have him last year, and, and Hardebeck, uh, who was uh, dealing with an injury. Uh, talk about getting a guy, an athlete of that caliber back and how he looks right now. Yeah, he's uh, he, he really took his, you know, he took his uh, his physical therapy and, and uh, you know, he took everything to heart. He's, he's worked incredibly hard. I couldn't be prouder of him, and uh, you know he's 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 got himself prepared to have a you know to have a real breakout senior season. I believe he's he's probably our most explosive athlete that walks those hallways every day. Another another guy is Nikolai Bell. Nikolai Bell lost his junior season to an ACL as well. He if, if there's anybody who's not coming off the field, it's Nikolai Bell on the defensive line and the offensive line. Um, he he would be one of those guys that that might not. You know, he might be able to get a he might get a maybe he might be able to get a break here and there on some special teams, but uh, but yeah, he's an, he's another one that that unfortunately lost his junior year, and we're really looking for big things uh, from him in his senior season as well. Coach, before I let you go here, uh, you're entering year six here at, at CC, so you know five years as the head man. Uh, give me give me something that you've really learned over the last five years here that you want to maybe adjust this year, maybe an approach, how you do things, something that five years has taught you that this year you're like, you know, I kind of want to take that experience and change things up a little bit. Well, I'll give you another Mike Tomlin is the secret is there is no secret. It's showing up. (laughs) It's, it's showing up consistently on a daily, on on a daily basis from the top down, from, from my position to our coordinators, uh, to our, you know, to our position coaches, to our captains, to our leadership group, and all the way down to the, you know, to the to the to the freshman that's that's still just trying to figure it out. Um, it's it's showing up and giving a you know having a plan, um, and you know and and coming coming every day with with a uh, with a level of intensity, a level of focus that is consistent that that allows you to grow and and get one percent better every day. And you know, uh, one thing especially offensively because that's where I you know that's where I. That, that's where I focus most of my time within our within our team, um, in, in my own coaching role. Uh, you know, less is more, and and you know we really stripped away uh, some concepts and have really locked into the concepts that our players grasp that, that they execute well. Um, you know, I, I, the the simple complexity uh, is key for us offensively. If, if we're going to continue to, to turn out a lot of, a lot of numbers, I feel like with this team. 
Coach Brian Nay, Central Catholic Knights, the standard's the standard. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah. way we do this thing here. Uh, they'll take on Seeger again this Friday night, 7 o'clock, LaRock Field. You can get on out there and uh, root them on because uh, you'll have to wait until September, September the 8th against West Lafayette's the next home game. So uh, get them before they hit the road for the uh, following couple weeks, Coach. You know, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Can't wait to connect with you guys out there on the field, and best of luck on Friday. Yeah, I've got to. I got to pump our hog roast on Friday night. If you want to come and get a great meal, um, and see some and watch some uh, exciting Week One uh, high school football, get out to Larocca Field and uh, and then we can make it happen for you. It's Go like nights. it's like the it's the preseason for the fish fry is what it is. It's basically what the hog roast is, right? It's like the warm up for the fish fry. Yeah, it's just yeah, that that's that's exactly what it is. We just want to make sure that uh, we're ready to go come fish fry season. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with the hog roast. You gotta you gotta meet the hog roast with the intensity and the focus to get one percent better in time for the yep. fish fry. With um, with enthusiasm unknown to mankind. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Welcome back to the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. I'm Jared Jessalitis. Big thanks to Coach Nay, letting us in on what's going on with the uh, Central Catholic Knights, taking on Seeger on Friday. Two ways kind of crazy. You know, uh, Indian high school football, you got two polls, right? You got a media poll, you got a coach's poll. Media poll says in 2A, number one is Linton Stockton, LaVille, Cecina. Triton Central. Coach's poll says, number one, modern day, Triton Central, lures Central Catholic. Like, the, the variance is wild, man. CC fourth in the coaches, ninth in the media poll. Linton Stockton's number one in the AP media poll, seventh in the coaches poll. The only team that seems like it had any kind of good early traction here is Triton Central, which is fourth and second. Andrean sits at fifth across the way. There's Eastbrook at sixth. And maybe it's an error. And the coaches pulling out six. They're not even ranked on the other side. There is an Easter, there's an east side in Eastbrook. Maybe it's just an error. But I found that somewhat amusing. Media has like Rochester at seven, doesn't even have them ranked in the coaches. And there's two Easterns, by the way. There's Eastern, there's East Side, and there's East Brook. It's 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 such a mess. Lurs is third in the coaches and twelfth in the media poll. So I, look, either uh, the media. It's too much of the big schools, and they're just going off of what they saw last year on the records. And they don't care, or it's really up for grabs. I think it's an interesting minefield for Central Catholic and what they've got again this year. Look, they've always put together a tough schedule uh, where they had the chances to do so. I mean, when they were in 1A, they never took on any 1A teams. They always took on 2A and 3A. And this year's low with 2A and 3A. You know, most of that is um, conference stuff, right? You know, Heights and Tipton uh, still on the schedule, even though they're not in the conference. But Seeger's no slouch. They did beat them last year, but they were 7 and 3. 
they had a really weird season. Like they lost to Benton Central in CC the week, the first two weeks, and then just ran the table, and then got smoked by Rochester. Still, it's a seven-win ball club. Not to be taken lightly. Then you got to turn around here. You got to drive down to Garen week two to take on the Golden Eagles. That's a good 3A team that played in the sectional final and lost to Chatard. Then, of course, they're going to take on. Ham- oh, I'm sorry, it's Hamilton Heights before West Lafayette. You know, Heights is a team that they lost to in the crossover game last year, 41 to 21. I'm sure they'd like to get a little revenge in that. West Lafayette, uh, this coach, he said they've had trouble. Uh, in that game for quite some time has been that one hill that they just have really struggled to climb. And then you get Tipton, who, you know, Coach Aaron Toll, that's a name. A lot of battles, been around. Maybe not the year that they wanted to last year, but I mean, he came off back-to-back 10 win seasons before that. So that's a heck of a way to open up here. You worry through, um, you know, three straight 3A opponents in Garen Heights and West Lafayette. You got a lot of guys playing both ways. Now, do you have guys out there literally on every snap that are playing both ways? No, you don't. They have so many options in the backfield, or they should have at least so many options in the backfield. You know, guys like Jackson Kane, um, AJ Delgado, Bryn Robbins. I mean, they got a lot of uh, the uh, Meister kid too. I mean, he's he's fast. There's a lot of options there. But going up against you know some slightly bigger teams, that is a worry of mine going forward for them. The good news is though, you don't play three A teams in the sectional in the state tournament. You play two A teams. I'm interested to see how improved Benton Central gets. But you get this week one with a potential sectional opponent in Seeger. It's a great chance to send a message. But they have got to be off to the races when this thing starts this season. uh, Because there's not going to be a whole lot of room for error. Week two, week three, week four. That's got to be tough. They need to have it. They got to start out on the right foot. That's absolutely huge. But go early if you're going to get out to LaRocca Field. Uh, as Coach said, they got the Hog Rose going on. You can support the women's basketball team over there. It's always a good time. Six year at the school. I'm coming off that uh, regional loss to Andrean. Tough one. That's an Andrean team that went to state, though. Tough. They went through lures and then just couldn't get it done against modern day. 
it's tough. But again, it's a program that's been consistently winning again, right? You've got sectional championships here now the last uh, four years. Now, 2017, 2018, a little tough. But, you know, that program's back to where it's going to be. And, of course, the the most interesting matchup on the docket for Central Catholic is September 29th up at Twin Lakes. You know, Coach Kevin O'Shea, guy that took them to so many state championships, had so much success at Central Catholic, now the coach up there at Twin Lakes. Very interesting to see what he does with that program. You know, they had struggled the last couple of years. Very banged up last year in a coach sailor. But I know he kind of struggled a bit up there. Scott Mannering for so many years up there. Well, Justin Gardner for so many years up there. It's... It's not an easy place to win. So I'll be interested to see what Coach Kevin O'Shea is able to do uh, up there because, again, that's a program that's had a lot of big names come through it. But uh, Twin Lakes has not exactly had uh, the success against Central Catholic for quite some time. And how far do I have to go? 2018, they won an OT against them at CC. So you got to go back that far to get the victory over the Knights. But I I fully expect this team to be very battle-tested by the time it gets to um, October the 20th when we have uh, week one. Of the sectionals. They're going to be all right. I'm looking forward to it. I, I like Metzger, man. I like Bobby Metzger. I liked a lot of what I saw out of him last year. Comes back as the leading uh, passer and uh, the leader in passing touchdowns on that team. You know, he started out uh, the beginning of the season because Ben Mazur was coming off that uh, arm surgery uh, and then uh, still found some playing time. I mean, played well enough to continue to get some time as maybe like a little change of back, short yardage stuff. He got out there and got the job done when they asked him to do that. So I am very excited about his development this year. That's the most exciting thing for me uh, going into the night season. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and uh, we'll wrap up the Hammer Down Show next. It's 1017thehammer1.com. Uh, let's go to some of the things that we may have missed. Uh, we are tracking uh, Nick Dentino over at uh, the U.S. Amateur in Colorado. He is three down through four. Well, He lost it on the first three holes. With a bogey, a par, and a bogey, they both parred hole four. So uh, we're through four here. They're on to the first par five, and uh, hopefully the Boilermaker can uh, make up some ground here. See what happens. Fingers crossed. Let's go. Uh, Last night, Angel Hernandez strikes again. One of the most notorious home plate Strike ball callers missed a bad one in Boston last night. Oh, they're, they're Washington, but they're taking on Boston. A not even close, no doubter on a full count. Rung him up. 
I don't understand. There, there's just a, there are a couple of guys in Major League Baseball here that continue to be consistently bad. And we have metrics to track this. Now, I'm all for the human error in umpiring, okay? I, I, I'm okay with that to a degree. I think it's stupid to let a machine handle this. I feel like there's room for that thing to be tampered with. But I think we've got enough consistency here where, hey, we should be able to take a look at how these guys are, because we have the metrics. And guys that are not up the snuff here, that have so much outside of where it's even reasonable to be calling these things, things have got to start getting done about this. And that starts with Major League Baseball doing a better job investing in umpires of the future. I mean, some of these calls are getting egregious to the point where you say, check check the DraftKings accounts. That's not good. Um, look, I'm okay where, hey, we're just, just off the corner there a little bit. Eh. Maybe the frame job is good. But some of these are getting a little ridiculous. And they've been for a while. And I don't see any other way except for to continue to develop uh, new umpires. you got to have some kind of farm system for this. Baseball simply has to get better at that. I do not want to leave it up to a red light or a green light behind the plate to decide whether or not somebody gets a strike or a ball call. Just can't do it. I'm okay with the pitch clock speeding everything up, but that, well, we, we got to figure out something here. We just do. We got replay now to fix these, uh, you know, out safe calls, stolen bases. There's the tag. We can fix that. Maybe that's the solution. You also get a replay to be able to challenge a, a strike like that. Maybe that's what needs to happen, but I'm not for the computers. I'm just not. And finally, bless their hearts. Indiana's released its game day logger. It'll be available at Hoosier Games this fall. So I'm assuming you'll have to go to South Bend to get them. Now they get their own branded logger with the candy stripes. I'm sure it will sell. It wasn't that long ago where serving alcohol at collegiate events was taboo. I think this is another arena where you credit Purdue for getting in early and understanding the revenue that could be generated by this stuff. And I mean, that's that was the big thing. Purdue out of the gate with their own branded beer. So good they came out with a second one. Now it's time to embrace the spirits a little bit, too. But you're going to see more and more of this kind of stuff, but Indiana very late to the ball game on this. But at least they're finally doing it. I'll give it a try, but you're not going to see me carrying one of those cans already. Better pour it in a glass. All right, that's going to do it for us at the Hammer Down Show tomorrow. More high school football prep as we get closer to week one kicking off on Friday. 
So uh, come on back for that, and I'll see you back here at 3 o'clock talking local sports on 101.